If it's not that bad podcast, I'm Fern here with Dom. Hey, you know what, Dom? I'm what? just gonna say it. You're gonna say what? I'm just gonna say it. You're gonna say what? I'm just gonna come out and say it, Dom. George Bush does not hate black people. He, I said it. He doesn't hate black people. He doesn't. How do you know? Because Con- so Kanye said it, right? Yeah, because he said he hates black people. Yeah, he hates black people. Uh huh. But now Kanye also loves Donald Trump, Donald Trump and Donald Trump hates, hates black, black people. people. So huh. somebody in there is wrong. I guess Kanye West is wrong because I I know for a fact Donald Trump hates black people. <laughs> I mean, they both do. I don't know. I'm pretty fucking tired. You mean Donald Trump <laughs> and Kanye West? Yeah, Every, and and George Bush. Oh, they all hate black people. <clears throat> Probably. Yeah, I I woke up this morning, like, too early, which sucks because I was, like, in, you know, one of those sleeps you have where you're just, like, deep in sleep? Yeah. I was just so comfortable and so perfect, and then I had to get up, and I was like, fuck. And, like, to the point where it was upsetting, and I tried to go to bed this whole time, and I just, I couldn't. Well, what time did you wake up? Like, four. Wow. And I, I was kind of, like, dozing off, but I was like, oh. No, I, I need to stay up. So, I stood up. Now, what's what you do when you're the man of the house? I guess. Who's the man of your house? What do you mean? Is it is is it uh, Eric? Because his uh, parents own the house. Oh, um, probably. I guess I'd say so. Because I mean, but if, he doesn't. If some, technically, he doesn't own it. So. No, that's true. You mean like if let's just say somebody's walking up and they're like soliciting or something, and like they're knocking on the door. Or something is that what you mean? Yeah, yeah. I think I'd leave it for Eric to deal with. I'd be like, He's like, I'm not dealing with that. Hello, little boy. Can I speak to the man of the house? Little boy, <laughs> are your parents home? Yeah, because he's like, uh, he's like, yeah. Don't kink shame me. I like calling people little boys. Oh, okay. Would Never that mind. would you would that bother you? Um, it, I would say, oh, sorry. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. Oh. He's like, yeah, little boy. Yeah. Okay, that's yeah. when it would bother me when you start saying like that. This is the fucking news. Dropped by talent agent. So apparently James Wood was uh, dropped by his talent agent over his politics, which he said, I was thinking if you're feeling patriotic and you would appreciate free speech and one's right to think as an individual. The thing is, like, I'm pretty sure, doesn't he go on rants about things on Twitter? James Woods? Yeah, James Woods. And I th- he, well, he's saying it's because of, like, oh, it's because of my politics. Which it might be, but I mean, like, it's also isn't it the right of the, the agent to be like, well, I don't want to work with you anymore. Yeah. Like. Everyone's in the right. But the thing is, like, he's getting upset for this guy dropping him over, like, yeah. his politics. But at the same time, it's like, well, it's a, kind of the same thing with ABC. They cut their law, or they they cut their ties with Roseanne because they didn't agree with her politics. Well, yeah, most of that shit, it's totally understandable. I mean, I, I kind of sway on both sides. Yeah. Because, yeah, you're kind of, it's like, 
so you're just going to leave me because of what I believe, you know, even though this whole time it never really bothered you, whatever. But then the other point, it's like, yeah, but I just don't want to be a part of it. So makes sense. It's kind of like the that gay wedding cake thingy. Yeah. Where it's like, I do understand how fucked up that is. I guess they kind of have a law in place for stuff like that. I mean, it, it's also like the couple could just be like, wow, I don't want you to make my cake. Like, I wouldn't want if me and my, my, my boyfriend or husband or whatever were going to buy yeah. a cake. And the guy's like, well, I don't know. I don't like I don't like gay people. I'd be like, all right, I'd leave, you know? Yeah, but making some, that big deal. But I think some people think of like the principle of the thing. They're yeah, like, no, well, no, you should be making. No, that's it. that's what I mean. It's like I, but I do understand. Like, you know, you can't expect to be this type of business owner, and and only cater to what you think is best or whatever. Blah blah. blah. But then at the same point, you kind of can. Well, I mean, it's kind of like what Ben Kissel says. Like, it, in a capitalistic society that we live in. In capitalism, if you're not catering to everyone, then you're going to start losing business, and then that's when your business goes under, yeah. and that's that's what it is in capitalism. Is that's how it works? Think back to like the '50s when it's like, oh, maybe I should start serving black people because they come into my restaurant all the time. No, um, <laughs> the one thing that pissed me off though is when they we brought up that one like stupid bitch who wouldn't uh, issue oh, Kim license, Davis. yeah, license, but it's like, no, see. That's where it changes because she's in a government position. Yeah, see, that's that's completely different yeah, because he was a, a private business owner. Yeah, that's true. Um, and that's what pissed me off about like they were like, oh well, when she didn't want to do it, you guys were all like, oh blah blah, it's against the law. But then when this guy's doing it, you're like, oh, you can't do that. It's like no, they're two fucking different things. Yeah, because literally. She she knew the role she was getting into. Yeah. This is something that's supposed to be for the public. And and I kind of and that's what I would kind of see with that if if it was something where maybe as a company mm. like his his agent or whatever they're like yeah no we we don't care if you're right or left or you know how crazy whatever but he was like you know their 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 company models like no matter what we'll take care of you. And then his agent's like, no, I don't want to, you know, be a yeah. part of that. I could I could see where it's like, hey, you know, he came to this talent agency because he thought, you know, he'd be fine you know, with someone there and him, and him being that way. But I'm not saying that's how it is. Fuck, I don't even know how it all works. But I'm just saying like that would I could kind of see that way. But at the same point, it's like if you're going to be a shithead. And you can't expect everyone to be okay with you yeah. being a shithead. Like, it's, yeah, everyone talks about, oh, freedom of speech, freedom of speech. It's like, okay, but your freedom of speech doesn't mean that everything you say is right. And yeah. your freedom of speech doesn't mean that you should be protected. Like, yeah. being, you know what I mean? Like, if if, if I'm on this podcast, I'm like, I, I fucking, you know, I hate so-and-so. Like, I just, I hate him so much. And like, oh, I wish they were dead and blah, blah, blah. And then that person listens to the podcast and they're like, I'm going to kick your ass. I can't be like, no, but I have a podcast. I could say what I want. 
It's like, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's kind of <laughs> like um, when Sarah Huckabee Sanders was kicked out of the restaurant. It's like, it's completely in their right to kick you out. Yeah. They, they don't want to, they don't feel comfortable serving you. They don't want to serve you. It's like, and they they didn't say like, hey, get out. Get, get out. Shoot, get out of here. They're you just. take kind of your type of. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, they they went up to them and said, you know what? You, f- you make our employees feel uncomfortable. Can you please leave? And she's completely was like, okay, I'll leave. And she left. But then she went on Twitter and was like complaining about it. It's like, well, you didn't have to leave. You could have said like, well, can I go above you? Is there anyone else I can talk to? Yeah. Like, I don't understand why you guys won't serve me. You know what? You know what I mean? Like you could have fought it then instead of leaving and then later being like, boo-hoo, wah, how come these snowflakes are making me cry, wah, boo-hoo, boo-hoo. I don't know. I, <laughs> a lot of that, a lot of that shit, I kind of, I, I, I feel like, and, and I think people always try to shame you to feeling one side or the other. Yeah. But just like politics, it's like, I don't really feel for one side or the other. I just kind of. In my head, it's like, what feels right? What's, you know, what's more logical? Mm -hmm. And him dumping or him getting dumped by the agent makes sense because the agent doesn't want to deal with it. You know, it's the same thing. Imagine if it wasn't what he was saying, but what he was doing. Yeah. You know, what if he was like, oh, yeah, he's going around. Beating up homeless people. I don't want to deal with that. No. <laughs> well, it's my right to beat up homeless people because because I've been, you know, I've, I've made a career so I can do that. And it's like, okay, well, then I don't want to be a part yeah. of your career. It's you like, know? then I don't want to help you. Yeah. And Ridiculous. it's the same thing. Like, people say, you know, words hurt just as much as anything else. So it would make sense that someone's like, you know what, dumb, I just... I don't like how you talk about Jews anymore, so I don't want to be, I don't want to, uh-huh. you know, be your whatever, right? Yeah. It's like, makes sense. You could still say whatever you want. You just don't have to worry about your agent, you know, being upset about it anymore. Yeah, there it's, you go. I feel like it's like a non-issue. There's different things I think I feel that like could certain, happen. Certain people make it into an issue. Like, I yeah. feel like James Wood's the type of person who's like, look at what they're doing. Like, you know who it mainly is? Is, like, celebrities who are more right. Like, you know what I mean? Toward the right. Because because they feel like Tim Allen, he always complains about, like, oh, there's so little, like, celebrities that are, like, with conservative values, this and that. And, like, they complain about it. But it's like, maybe those other people, maybe some of them do have more conservative, conservative values, but they just don't sit there and... Like you guys do, like right. Arnold Schwarzenegger, he he was he was a governor and he was Republican, but he never sat there and was like, "Oh, uh, only white is right." I mean, right is white. White. Yeah, he, right. Didn't he have sex with his? Uh, yeah, Mexican that's that's what I mean. Is like he didn't like go around saying like, "Oh, boohoo!" Like no no one wants to represent me because I'm a little shithead. Yeah, I, I always think about. Shout out to Arizona Hardcore where he goes there. They have this song, and it says, Opinions and politics don't make the world go round. And that stuck with me for, fuck, I don't know when that song came out, like early 2000s. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's like, talk about with wrestling, like one of the best wrestlers, most people consider like one of the best wrestlers in wrestling history right now. He's very Republican. Yeah. <laughs> and 
start to dive into his life, it's like makes sense. Like I think he's from Georgia and stuff like that. But none of that gets in the way with him wrestling and stuff like that because you know he's yeah. a professional. Yeah. It's not like he's like, well, I just don't want to wrestle this black guy. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's like, well, then you don't have to be here. Exactly. Because half of this roster. It's like, hey, you want a job? Okay, well, then you're going to do it. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. It's whatever. You should avoid it. So, apparently, the mid-credits scene for Ant-Man and the Wasp was leaked online. Um, And I'm just telling you guys and warning you guys, don't watch it. I I haven't seen it. I just was like... Please try and go into this movie without like wa- watching as much because like as we've as we said like when like we oh, saw Hereditary it's, yeah, it's out. Uh-huh. yeah we saw Hereditary I hadn't really seen the tra- I had, I don't think I even saw the trailer and I loved the movie even more for it like I would say try and avoid even watching like you said like with Infinity War like avoid watching like trailers and stuff I know in this day and age it's kind of difficult to and almost impossible being. Especially being like a young person, like a, just just say you're a normal young person, like you can say whatever you want. I'm like, oh yeah, I don't watch television. I don't I don't have a TV in my house. Whatever. It's like yeah, bitch. But I, I bet you still have a phone. And yeah. guess what? Your phone's filled with just as much ads, if not more. And so it would be impossible. It's almost impossible to kind of hide away from this stuff. When you, when you say stuff like that, I, I get nervous a lot, too, where I'm like, oh, fuck, I need to see that shit. What do I do? <laughs> but I hate that shit, though. Like When they leak stuff online? Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of dumb. I mean, some of it it's, is... You know what? It's even when they do it, like, at Comic-Cons and stuff, you know, because yeah. they'll be like, oh, I'm showing this first trailer of this movie that's not coming out to next year, and it's... And it's like, all right, but <clears throat> it would be cool if I was there. But I don't want it circulating the internet for the year that I have to wait for it. Yeah. You know? And sometimes that kind of irritates me too, knowing that that happens. But also, I would also wish that, that what's his name, Michael Pena? He, I guess he did one of the, like, his his little, like, stick um, for Infinity War, like, at one of the panels. And I'd I die to see that. <laughs> <laughs> or when he's telling, like, the story. Yeah, he's like, he he does the same way where he tells a story. Yeah. He talks about Infinity War that way. <laughs> and, and I would, I legit would love to see that. Yeah. Um, equal representation is it right to cast cisgender people in transgender roles over trans actors because Scarlett Johansson was just cast in um, it's called Rub and Tug where she plays a trans man and so like a few um, trans actors were um, Tracy Lissette was like I wouldn't be upset if I was getting in the same room as Jennifer Lawrence and Scarlett for cis roles, but we know that's not the case. And then, like, Jamie Clayton, who's from Sense8, um, said that actors who are trans never even get to audition for anything other than trans characters. That's the real issue. We can't even get into the... Or we can't even get in the room. Cast 
actors who are trans as non-trans characters. I dare you. Is she playing a guy or is she playing a guy after? She's, she's, playing- she's playing a trans man. So they were born female, but they identify as male. So she, okay. yeah. Yeah, that's that's right. That's true. Like there, there's a show on FX right now. And their big their big thing is that they're the biggest like television oh, series yeah. to have um, the most like LBGTQ. Yes, what's it called? I can't like Pulse or something. Yeah, like that. something like that. <clears throat> um, and yeah, it's like it's not only your actors but writers and all that stuff. And that's cool, but it's also shitty that like they're saying that. When you when they get these roles, right? Yeah, they can't even go out for the roles that specifically are made for them. Yeah, um, I love Scarlett Johansson. Don't get me wrong. Me too. But it, yeah, like if I was her, I think I'd be like, you know what? I'll, I think I'm gonna bow out. One of the the crazier things is like, so this isn't the first time she's had like casting like. Yeah, drama because of <laughs> especially with uh, Ghost in the Shell. I was gonna say that someone pointed made a meme where it's her as Thanos and it's like she's holding the gauntlet and it's like each stone is a different role and she's like, once I steal all the minority roles. <laughs> <laughs> um. But the yeah, it's it's just really true because it's like. How many role or how many like cisgender roles do you see like trans people playing? Exactly. None. <clears throat> they all, they always like even like with Laverne Cox, she she ha- she plays a transgender woman in pra- in prison. Oh, she couldn't. She? Yeah. Uh, that in um Orange, Orange is the New Black. Yeah. yeah. So she plays that character in the which she is, which is it's completely fine. Like right, like. Yeah, but I'm gonna say, well, no, no, I'm just saying, like, wow. no, I'm saying, like, because they, they didn't cast her as like, as like cisgender, yeah, like they, but the it, thing it, is, like, they don't ever let them, they don't let them <laughs> go out for the same roles. What do you mean, them people? <laughs> no, you're right, because very, very rarely, and I'm gonna say this because I don't know anyone who's done it, but it's not like when people write roles. For guys, and then they're like, "Oh well, you know that girl actually played it really well." Yeah, and then they or they'll it. or they'll or they'll do something where it's like, "Yeah, he's a six foot tall black guy, but this you know five foot Mexican dude actually did it really well." Whatever, right? Yeah, <clears throat> you don't get that. Vice versa, you don't get where it's like, "Oh yeah, she's just like you know crazy assassin lady," and it's like, "Oh well, no, now it's a trans you know trans man or something like." Yeah. You know what I mean. You don't really see, you don't see that at all. No. And and don't and don't get me wrong. I'm I'm partially for. Well, it is. It's all about the art. Like, why can't she? Like, especially being a quote unquote actor. There's they're meant to be a million different faces, and yeah. you know. So it 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 does kind of make sense that she would go for a role that is. Her transitioning into a man because why can't she play a role of her transitioning to a man, right? Makes yeah. sense. Like just thinking out it as, as like being an artist and being an actor and be like, yeah, that's what I want. That that's what you want, right? You want to be able to be 
the actor of a million different faces. Yeah. But at the same time, like, yeah, you're right. It's 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 something where people like people will say, you know, the reason why they do that is because they need they need a star. They need a, a, a face. They need. But a, that's a, just a an excuse. But the thing is, and, and and then they'll say, and and there's no real big trans stars or whatever, right? And it's like, well, then make them. Yeah. Why can't you start? Why can't you start acting? Or why can't you well, start letting these the, people act in the different roles? The two people roles? that I mentioned, um, Lisette and Clayton, one's from Sense Eight, which people loved, um, and then the other, she's from Transparent. And see, the thing is though that they're they're complaining about too is like in Transparent, Jeffrey Tambor he plays uh, tra- a trans woman. But it's like, see, that's the thing is like you're getting another you're getting a yeah. cisgender guy to play this this. And yeah, sure. He wins like en- Emmys and stuff and he's great in the role. Like, right. It's perfect. But at the same time, it's like, yeah, but you're not you're cutting all these people out because you're like, well, we need a big name instead of like trying to get someone who actually knows what it's <laughs> like to have yeah. to deal with this. It, it's it's one of those things, too, where. I think we've always talked about kind of switching shit up like that where, you know, where we talk about writing characters Mm -hmm. that are like gay, but not over eccentrically gay. They just, they just have a boyfriend that they've been dating for a couple months. Yeah. And we don't have to talk about it because guess what? That's normal life. That's real life. Because people don't want us to be. Because gay guys don't go around saying like oh I'm so gay yeah. guys I'm so and, gay and, and and all gay guys don't have <laughs> the same uh the same backstories of yeah sure some some people have horrible stories of coming out and get kicked out but yeah. guess what there are also people who've had really supportive and loving families yeah look at my had, brother like yeah sure like it's dumb people in my family out him but the thing is like look at my gay <laughs> <laughs> Well, but look at my mom's reaction. She was just like, "Yeah, we know." But the thing is, like, it's his choice to talk to us about it. Oh, like, honey, I've known. <laughs> no, yeah, um, and so I mean, it is different for different people, right? But see, the thing is, in a lot of those, a lot of those roles, you don't have trans people just playing normal people. Yeah, that they just happen to be trans. Like, you know what I mean? Like, mm. it's not like someone wrote, oh. Next door, crazy next door neighbor one, and then the trans person's in that role because most of the time, if it is, they're like, Oh, yeah, that's the crazy trans lady, yeah, you know, like that's the character. And even if they were to get that role, that's the role they're always playing. They can't, it's not like if if we were writing something and and we specifically wrote, like, Oh, yeah this character is a big black man. Like, yeah, that is a bit racist, but at the same point, could be going towards the story, correct? But also, I mean, we've done it in the past where we've written characters and then it's like, oh, yeah, I guess I didn't expect this person to get this type of role. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not like... It's not like... It's 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 not like trans people are out here getting these different roles that's like, oh, well, this was made for a big black guy, but... You know, this trans woman's gonna be perfect for it. No, they don't get that opportunity. No, they don't. So when those roles are are made, it's it it both is a good thing and a bad thing that they get to take the roles. 
And then when you take those roles from them, <laughs> yeah, you know? it's like in the 30s or something when like instead of having people like when in Birth of a Nation. So instead of having black people, they got a bunch of white people to play blackface because yeah. you can't have black and white people on the same screen at the same time. So you have to have some white guy in, in blackface. It's basically the same thing, yeah. kind of. Yeah, no, you're, you're right. It's just like. It's ridiculous because it's like, why don't you just cast them? And even though it's a very racist movie, it's very racist. It's so racist, I don't even know if I can talk about it anymore. It's your favorite movie, right? My favorite. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah, you're right. It, it's it's irritating knowing that that shit still happens. Um, and and like I said, like that community is so small too, especially being represented in such a big. A big way like um, like movies and TV shows, it it's hard to just pull from from that pull already. And yeah, now that happens. No, uh, and like her her response to it was kind of ridiculous too. She's like, "Well, why don't you go talk to like Jeffrey Tambor or Jared Leto's like their representatives about it?" Because you know how Jared Leto played. Um, um, that like trans, Joker. what? Joker. Yeah, he played the Joker. Yeah, and you know what a travesty that was. <clears throat> Anyways, no, and <laughs> and Dallas Buyers Club, he played um uh, someone who's trans. So it's like, I get where she's coming from because she's trying to call everyone else out, but you're 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 throwing the the blame to someone yeah. else. You're, you're, you're not s- technically you're not wrong, but. Just because you're not wrong doesn't mean that that's not wrong. Either, yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, just because you're pointing out the wrong doesn't make you right. I'm, no. It's weird. It's dumb. Yeah. Well, moving on. Sony, you're leaking. So, apparently, they Sony was up... They I guess they put out a trailer for this new movie called Collie the Killer. But instead of putting out the trailer they actually put up the whole film on youtube and <laughs> so they pulled it down right away but you know like people on the internet they're yeah. going to go grab it so I'm, I'm pretty sure they still have it but the thing is like how do you do that like like as we know like do you keep it all together like all your files then and you just like you don't even notice like when you're uploading cuz uploading to youtube right takes forever and it depends on the file size, too. If it's a bigger file, it's going to take forever. So, Like, how do you even mistake that? Is there, like, a giant computer that does it for them or something? I don't know. Because there's, there's at least minimum four steps that you have to go through to put it on there, right? Like, not only do you have to have the final... Not only do you have to have the, the final video that you're putting up there, but it's a significant size between... A two minute high def trailer mm-hmm. and like a two hour high def movie. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're if I'm uploading something and I'm like, huh, this minute is sure going by really slow. It says it has six hours to upload. Oh wow. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. It, that's that's dumb. And secondly, like you have to publish it, so Someone has to see that it's on there and it shows you the video and, you know, the size and everything. So someone said, 
Yeah, that's right. And then publish it. You know, I don't know. It makes sense, though, because Sony, wasn't Sony also the same people that got hacked? Was it like two years ago or something like that? Yes. And then they had all those emails and all this shit. Like, <clears throat> I don't know. that. <laughs> yeah, that's really, huh. I didn't know how to say, but like. Yeah, because they were supposed to put up the Red Band trailer, but they ended up putting the whole thing on there. And it's just like, so that guy's fired, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure. I mean, it's not like it's a, a major, like, because I guess it came out a while ago and, like, they were just kind of releasing it. Like, they're, they were, I think they were just going to release, like, the straight-to-DVD type of thing. Like, yeah. I, I don't think it was going to ha- have, like, a theatrical, because I think it was from some, I don't know if it, I think they were just distributing it or something. I don't know, something like that, right? And but it's 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 just like how do you screw up that bad? Yeah. Like like let's just say Infinity War. They instead of putting up the teaser trailer, they put up the whole movie. Somebody's getting fired. <laughs> Even if it wasn't that big of a, a deal, like movie wise, someone had to be that careless. Where it's like I don't give a shit about this movie or this job. Yeah. Where multiple steps were had, and not once did they catch it. Yeah. And and you know what? I'll even say maybe it was like some editor dude or whatever, and he had a really long day. But still, you could tell a difference between like two minutes and two hours. Mm-hmm. I mean, not saying it's two hours, but you know what I mean? Like yeah. hour and a half to two minutes, there's a big fucking difference. It just... That I don't, yeah, I don't even know. I don't think I'm, you know, what? I'm gonna say right here in this podcast that this situation that occurred, yeah, will never happen under my supervision. Okay, I'm that confident that I'm not incompetent. Okay. <laughs> You must blink. Do it now. Pay careful attention to everything you see. No matter how unusual it may seem. If you look away, even for an instant, then our hero will surely perish. It's time to follow my own path. My name is Kubo. This is my story. Kubo and the Two Strings, a film brought to life by Leica Entertainment, who have also made such films as Coraline, Paranorman, and The Box Trolls. The movie is directed by Travis Knight and stars Art Parkinson, Charlie Theron, Matthew McConaughey, Ray Fiennes, and Rooney Mara, just to name a few. The story follows Kubo, a young boy with his magical samusen, who for the most part of his life would tell the great tale of Hanzo, the powerful samurai warrior who fought hard against the evil Moon King and his great beasts. Kubo would rush home to his mother Seriatu as the evening bell rings. Kubo would learn everything about his father Hanzo and his grandfather the Moon King, but with his mom's deteriorating health, she is unable to finish the whole story, and Kubo is left to wonder what really happened to his father. 
But one day he learns of the Bond Festival and how it allows you to speak to family that have passed on. So he decides to go against his mother's warnings and waits for his father to appear, but he does not. And with almost no time to feel sad or angry, Kubo is attacked by his aunties, Karasu and Washi, before suddenly his mother appears. During the fight, his mother uses her magic and sends Kubo far away from danger and tells him to find his father's armor. When he wakes, he finds that his wooden monkey toy, Mr. Monkey, is now alive, alongside little Hanzo, the origami version of his father. Not far into the trek, they run into Beetle, a samurai who was cursed to take the form of a beetle and who has lost most of his memory. Now with the group full, they make their way until they come across the sword unbreakable, the first part of Hanzo's armor. After the first great beast is defeated, it seems Kubo's magic grows stronger, so they make their way over the sea. But before they can reach the shore, they come across the second part of the armor, the breastplate impenetrable. But when Kubo goes for the armor, Monkey is attacked by Karasu. During the battle, we learn that Monkey is actually Sariatu reincarnated. Soon Kubo is back and alive with the armor, and Karasu is defeated, but Sariatu is badly injured. With little time, they rush to find the last piece of armor, the helmet invulnerable. When they reach the village of Hanzo, they are ambushed by Washi who reveals that Beetle is actually Hanzo, who was cursed by the Moon King. After a quick battle, Washi is defeated, but Hanzo and Saratu fall as well. Kubo, with little time, rushes back to the village when he calls for the Moon King. Now with all three pieces of Hanzo's armor, Kubo must fight his grandfather. The Moon King puts up a great fight as he transforms into a giant dragon, but Kubo is not afraid and grounds his grandfather. Instead of ending his life, Kubo decides to break the curse that bestows his grandfather. With the help of his Shemisen, the cure is lifted, and Kubo can go about to live the life that he has always wanted. Alright, Dom. I know you didn't really like this movie. I didn't say I didn't like it, I just said that... Well, let me tell you why it's good. Okay, go ahead. Because even though that he lost his eye... Uh Uh-huh. He was still not only strong enough, but brave enough to come back, defeat his evil sister, and still have all those electrical powers without having his hammer. It's crazy. You know what I mean? And and there's a giant-ass dog there. Wait, are we doing Thor Ragnarok? Oh, we're not doing Thor Ragnarok? No. Oh, the no. other one-eyed uh, hero of the film. Yeah, because he started talking and I was like, huh? No, I like this movie. I, I think I told <laughs> you I used to watch a, a lot more kung fu films. Mm. And when you're watching these like Chinese Chinese action films, they go one way. They go modern day, Jackie Chan's a part of it somehow. <clears throat> or like feudal Japan. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then... Um, <clears throat> And so, you know, just you kind of get into that, whatever. And so that kind of that's kind of what you get from this. Like you, you get the you get that same storytelling. You you get the, the same type of dialogue. You get, you know, the music. I love the music in this. But one of my favorite games in the last couple of years have been that Ori and the something. It's like a weird side scroller game. And oh, is that the one where it's like all like black and white or something no no no. it's just it's like really well i don't know how to explain it but it, it i think had, i know which one you're talking about yeah it's like a weird little mouse rat thingy oh yeah, yeah and i i don't know i just i really like that game and 
it kind of had the same type of um, like ancient Japanese music type of thing. So it just kind of puts you into that mood. And that's and I love that about this movie. But obviously, including that, the way it looks. Like, oh, yeah. It's it's so insane when you have to sit back and, and say, wow, this is all claymation. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's crazy. I think te- I think technically Box Trolls was more like it popped for me more because when you saw behind the scenes of Box Trolls and you actually watched the movie, there's so much going on. Like there's this because they they paint this world of like trash and clutter because it's in this tight city and they have to build everything. <laughs> so. Yeah. So I think that was a little bit more of like, damn, that's a lot of work. With this movie, it was more of just like, oh, wow, it's really well done. I don't know. Just really beautiful. I liked it. I thought the story was good. Now tell me why you hate Japanese and these movie. I didn't hate it. I just was like, I need to watch it again, I think. I never, I didn't watch it again. But it was good. Like I, like I said, the animation was great. Like, the story was good. Um... I don't know. Maybe I just need to watch it again. Um, I, I like it. I thought it was good, but I think I built it up a little too much in my head because I was like, oh, I really wanted to see it. Like, because I've been wanting to see it since it came out and I just hadn't got around to seeing it. And, but then I think also, like I said, I liked Paranorman, I think, a little bit better. You know what's crazy? Is this the studio, Leica, um, has been all their films. So it's, they did Coraline. Paranorman, Box Trolls, and then Kubo and the Two Strings. All of them have been nominated for Best Anime Feature. Guess how many have won? Zero. Yep. It's because when when this was nominated, Kubo and the Two Strings, when it was nominated, um, guess what won? Huh. Zootopia. Which I was like, okay, okay, all right. No, I like Zootopia, but I don't think it's award-winning good. You don't think so? Because it... Because I know that one came out, and I think, um, what was the other one that came out? Well, you know, see, that's weird, because we talk about all the time Mm. how these horror films and uh, comedy films, you know, they get such dick slap by by the, uh, like, award season, because people don't think it's, oh, this is movie of the award, or movie of the year, you know, good. But then you get something like this where if you're talking about like straight dramatic and, and, and like emotional filmmaking, Zootopia and, and, and Kubo, it's, no. you know what I mean? Like yeah. it, this, like, don't get me wrong. I like Zootopia. I've seen it a bunch of times. It's a fun movie. But how, how, how did that be? Kubo on the two strings. Yeah. Cause not only does know. it have, not only does it have like, like I said, it has the, the like the story is it's not it's not just taken from like Japanese or whatever it feels like like a Japanese story like you know what yeah. i mean um the way they tell huh. the the language kind of how they speak yeah i i think i need to watch it again because now that you say that i'm like thinking about it like that um it was all about i don't know it was kind of all about i guess like family like just being oh, yeah. you know what i mean because at the end when he could have killed his grandfather. No. You know, he decided, he's like, oh, I'm just going to break the curse. Like, you, mm. you know, 
And then everyone's like, oh, yeah, you you taught my daughters to swim. And they're just like, uh. You're the nicest guy in town. You you helped me move. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought that was really funny. But no, it's like. But that's that's a very Japanese thing, you know. So it was up against, so Zootopia, Kuan, Two Strings, Moana, My Life as a Zucchini, and the Red Turtle. Which I heard the Red Turtle is actually supposed to be really good. But see, that's I think that's my problem with the category for animated feature is because Disney ends up winning, like <laughs> yeah. more than likely. I don't know. I just I I feel like I feel like this movie is just really well done. Like if you just if you just take away the fact that it is a quote unquote uh, animated film, yeah, I think it's a good movie. I think it has good parts, funny and seriousness, and it's just amazing like what you can do without computer and, animation yeah, and, and 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 the fact that it's all done with hands and moving things and you know you know what I mean yeah, it's crazy. The the film studio itself has a really good filmology. Yeah. But <clears throat> it's interesting to see kind of where they go with this because you're right. Most of these movies... I will say Box Trolls is probably the weakest of the movies. But it was so good, right? But Yeah, but it was still good. I I liked that it. was the only one I haven't seen. Well, this one you didn't see either. Well, I mean, now I'm saying this—that's the only one I haven't seen now. Yeah, no, um, I—I'd like to. I mean, it's—it's it's fun, silly type of movie, but out of all those movies, I feel like this is probably the the most serious, and I think it's the most well done. It does throw me off a little bit when you start hearing Matthew McConaughey <laughs> as uh, what's his name, like Hanzo and the Beatle, whatever. Yeah. I think Charlize uh, Theron did really well, though. I oh, thought yeah. She did, I thought she did amazingly. Yeah, but she always does amazing. Yeah. Does this bother you, the fact that this is a Japanese story? And well, see, that's what I was That's what I was reading. I was like, oh, there's. I guess there was some controversy because they kind of whitewashed the cast. Because they, they did have, technically, they had Japanese people in it, like as the villagers and whatnot. Yeah. Like right, because they can be in the background; they just can't be the main character. <laughs> yeah. Um, like George Takei is in it, but he's like a random villager. Yeah, and it's like, wow, <laughs> good job! You couldn't even make him like his grandfather. Like, yeah, that sounds racist to make him like, you know what I mean, right? But at the same time, it's like you might as well if you're gonna get him for this movie. Um, yeah, and it is it's it's interesting because I do still feel like it is. Do you think with animated films, it's more okay to cast someone who's not the same color as someone that they're playing? Or do you think it's like you should probably cast? Yes and no. Because, see, I grew up with Dragon Ball Z. Oh, yeah. yeah. And so knowing that they're not all Japanese and stuff, it's totally fine. Well, even though, but see, but you could get away with something like that because it's not. Like, really, Japan? Yeah. But, you know, they have fucking talking animals and shit. So, you get away, you know, and, yeah. and they believe dragons are real and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, blah, yeah. Blah, blah. And he's a fucking alien. You know, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But minus all that, right? So, it's kind. you're kind of used to that, especially with 
uh, uh, dubs coming over, mm-hmm. of course you're not going to have, you're not going to be able to go out of your way and find this person who's Japanese and this person who's Korean and this person who's, you know, whatever. You can't always find a whole cast to do this when you can be like, well, well I have people. They know how to read. I can pay them a certain amount. They well, can do it. Let's. What if it's an American production and they cast someone who's not like Cleveland Show? Cleveland isn't played by a black guy. He's played by a white guy. What? Like is well, that? Yeah. Well, I mean this this brings up <laughs> the whole Apu thing. Like how yeah. how um Hank well, Azaria. Maybe, yeah, maybe over the last what two years or so, they've really been pushing like pretty racist yeah <laughs> and by no means do i feel like hank azaria is racist no because he was doing a character now it's it i think he even said he feels he feels bad for it. yeah but the the thing is like should you go out of your way to give representation even though you started doing it like in the late 80s when you're like oh well that's okay well, see, I, I don't know, because so with that situation, I would still I would still feel like it's fine because he is he he's playing someone who is an immigrant to America and he's playing that type of character. Right. Yeah. And although it is a racist character, that's what they're going for. A film like this, though, I would have loved to see an actual, you know, Japanese Actors, voice actors, mm. play play those roles. Yeah, just because it feels it feels so tied into to the culture, you mm-hmm. know. Just like Mulan, you know, they they wanted to get or the whole thing with casting and stuff. They wanted to get people um, of Chinese descent. Yeah, of Chinese descent, whatever. Blah blah. blah. Although I don't recall um, Eddie Murphy being. Chinese. Oh, of course he is. Uh, my bad. <laughs> Sorry for being racist. <clears throat> but no, but um, yeah. So I think I think I would have liked to see that, but I feel like it's okay because I I think they did really good with the writing. Yeah, having it feel still very Japanese. I think further down the line, <laughs> this will probably be more. Of a non-issue yeah. where people are going to start taking those roles that are, you know, like, well, I'm Japanese and I'm American and I can speak English really well. So you should give me this job. Yeah. Stop giving it to Charlie Theron. Because <laughs> yeah. when I think of, you know, Japanese people, I was thinking, you know, I like that Matthew McConaughey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> When he's like, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> he's like, my name's Hondo, and uh, <laughs> this is my uh, sword, Unbreakable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I like a uh, futile uh, J- Japan. <laughs> all right. <laughs> it is, it is weird, but for what we got, I really liked the movie. What I liked about it too was like. At the end, when he loses the strings, remember when he like yeah. re- he breaks all the strings, and then he he asks to like use his mom's hair, and then like the rope from um from his dad, and, like those those are the two strings. I was like, oh wow, cool. 
But it just, it just, it basically, it's like a symbol for him. Yeah. Like he's the guitar because it's like it's one strand of his mom, one strand of his dad, and it's yeah. like what you said. It's it's a movie about family. And honor. And honor. Yeah. No, I liked it. It's I, always about honor with Japan. <laughs> it kind of is not being racist. No, it kind of is. Just like, uh, was it one of those um, generals in World War Two? Yes. Like he wouldn't. He didn't until the emperor had to come, like right, and yeah. like say, "Hey, we're not fighting anymore." <laughs> and then he was it Hanukkah himself. Yeah. No, um, that was awesome. I thought it was tight. I really like this movie. I I feel like it's probably. Out of all the movies, it's I'm gonna say it's the best, but it, I think it's the the most well done, like put together, mm. literal, um, award nominated type of movie. Yes, I, like if you put them against all the other the, the other three, it's like which one do you think would win Best Picture? Oh, Kubo and the Two Strings. <laughs> yeah. Not like, saying it's the best. Like, but, ju- even just the name, Kubo and the Two Strings, it sounds like a movie that would win uh, uh, Best Picture or Best Animated I think, Feature. I think they probably should have. I think everything was going towards their, their favor, and then they just got cut right under. What one again? Zootopia. Zootopia. Which, like, Zootopia is really good, and it deals with its own, like, heavy issues. But, like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know when it's when it's comes to animated feature. It's like it's I always am like all right. So it's either going to be Pixar or it's going to be Disney. But D- Pixar is part of Disney, so it's Disney. <laughs> Bazinga! Okay, so when I was coming over here, I was listening to the last podcast, which is our favorite podcast. Last podcast. Last podcast on the left. And it was the Hereditary, their side story. They were reviewing Hereditary, the movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And something Henry brought up where he was like, I don't like that, like, basically these big studios are telling us, like, these are the movies you have to watch over the course of a decade. And I was thinking about it. I was like, yeah, I get it. But at the same time, like these movies are really good. Like, do you, so Mike, I think, I guess my, the segment for today will be franchises. Do you think being told like, Hey, these are the movies you're going to spend your money on for the next decade. Do you think that's good? Do you think that's bad? Like, like, should we have like franchises that plan out and are like, here's the movies you're going to be spending your money on this next decade coming up. Like, so here, be prepared. Okay. I'm going to drop a bomb on everybody. Okay. I don't think franchises should exist. Okay. Because if you look at a franchise, the majority of them, there's a movie in there that lacks. Sometimes even more. But being a fan, Mm -hmm. being someone who doesn't have to always be unbelievably critical of everything, who, who can enjoy something just to enjoy it no not not at all because there's something about world building that really like touches a soul and one thing obviously where we have a problem with but also love is like star wars there's a reason why is it's because star wars built this universe yeah um 
whether it was <laughs> the fans, whether <laughs> it was um, that crazy little uh, rich asshole. Yeah. It was built. Mickey Mouse? And people, yeah. And people loved it. Uh-huh. They love this world that it's futuristic, but it's also in the past. But it, it's also magical, but it's, you know, very like technical. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's brand new, but it's worn in. And, yeah. And I get it. Like, that. that's one thing that I love about these new movies is I enjoy the way things look now that when you take something like um, Valerian... How they talked about them wanting to make it for years. I think even before Star Wars. Yeah. But he said it it was just impossible to make it before now. Mm-hmm. And if you just think about it, it's because they know that this this story, this this world, whatever, it was big, it was expansive, it was it was like almost unbelievable until modern day technology can make it somewhat believable. Yeah. And so that's and and so that's what you, that's what I kind of like about these new movies. They make me feel even more so that I can go to these planets. Well, technically I could because they're filmed on this planet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it makes me feel like I could be there, and and makes me want to be there, and I want to keep seeing these stories. And I want to keep seeing what happens in this part of the galaxy and this part of the galaxy and. What about that part that no one talks about, but it's over there, you know? And then and then you even go crazy. It's like, well, fuck, what about the galaxy over? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, what about... Or how did this all start? Yeah, you know what I mean? Or where is this all going to? And, and when you get into your, your head like that, you start to... I guess it, people say you become a kid. You get excited. You're like, yeah, this is awesome. And that's where franchises fit that that emptiness you know because you can say and and don't get me wrong I do understand that like the anarchist in me is like yeah fuck you know this corporate machine Mm -hmm. telling me what I have to buy and what I need to watch like fuck fuck you you don't tell me what to do yeah but at the same point it's knowing that when when they first showed Thanos and it was supposed and and you're thinking in your head already, oh shit, what are they gonna do? Like what's gonna happen? Yeah. I need to know what's gonna happen. And that and that's where I feel like these franchises come in. They fill that 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 void. They feel that need and want to see this stuff, you know? Not and and like I said, I'm not saying it's all good, but if you're a fan of it, why wouldn't you wanna see ten more movies? Exactly. Makes I don't know. Sense. It was just kind of crazy because, like, Marcus was saying, like, he he enjoys them and that he can't wait to, like, to see more. And he want like, he is excited for these because he wants to see these. He loves superhero movies. And so did Ben. But I think, I think Henry's thinking like you where it's more like he's trying to, rat, like, do in his brain where it's like, I don't want to, like, conform and I don't want to <laughs> be that guy who's like, yeah, I can't wait to go to movies, see this new Avengers movie. <laughs> it's the fifth Avengers, finally. I get to see it. Like, man, I just saw the other movies, like, last week because <laughs> they put out five movies a year now. <laughs> well, it, yeah, it is that. It's that thing of where, especially for 
yeah, pe- people like me where you grow up and you're and you're always saying to yourself, yeah, that's just not me. Like I don't do that. Like yeah. I don't need to do that. Whatever. And and then all of a sudden you're falling in line of like, well, I gotta watch that midnight because if then it's gonna get ruined for me if yeah. I don't. Um. <laughs> so I do I do get that there's and and it would be different if it was like a paranormal activity. Yeah. Where that that was all guerrilla tactics of this independent film, but it's so scary. You gotta, you gotta go out of your way to go see it. And then, you know, like, Oh, it's so limited and whatever. And, and there was like an excitement there that this movie that wasn't a, a big production that, just some movie some people made is scary enough to where you know, people want to see it. Yeah, and that is exciting, and I and I like that. And so when the other movies came out, even though they got more Hollywood, I was still like, yeah, yeah, but that first one, right? <laughs> so I could see something like that being different. Some something like uh, like the like the was it Leica Studios? Yes, where it's just this guy saying. Yeah, I'm gonna make these stop motion films. This is what I want to do. Yeah, and having to go against something major like Disney, but still making films that people love. Like you know, even though they only have four films, I think they have what one or two more. I like think scheduled. So, but look at they've all been nominated for best pic- or best animated feature. Yeah, never one. Never one. Um, but at least they've all. <laughs> Like, that's more than what, like, Disney can say. Like, not all of their films that they've released since they've done Best Hand of Feature has been nominated. Yeah. But you take something like that, and even though, don't get me wrong, it is a big studio, it is nowhere big as, as other studios. Mm-mm. And And so you could kind of get behind something like that, where when they release another movie, like you said, when you saw this movie, you're like, oh, I need to see it. Yeah. Because you've been a fan of everything else. Support it. With these big Marvel movies and Jurassic World shit, it's of course they tug on your your nostalgia because they want you to say, "Oh man, I used to read comic books when I was a kid." Yeah. Oh yeah, I loved the first Jurassic Park. But at the same point, if if you really loved it and you imagine this world and you just want to be a part of it or you know experience it more then why would you have such a big problem seeing these other movies come out? Exactly. You know? And I think that's honestly why I don't have a problem with any of the Marvel movies and just uh, basically really any superhero movies is even when they're shitty like uh, like Suicide Squad, it's still, it's still enjoyable because it's in this universe, it's in this world where... It's so intriguing to you, you know? Yeah. Like, say whatever you will, but technically, <laughs> Suicide Squad takes place in the same universe as the Green Lantern, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, you want to see that. You want to, you, you know, you want to, deep down inside, you're like, oh, man, is, um, you know, Clayface, like, where is he at? Yeah. You know, so... It's 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 one of those things where I feel it's it's give and take. You you have to be able to understand that yeah, this is both shitty because they're playing off of your emotions of wanting it and needing it, and then telling you, 
well, we have 10 more of these movies you have to watch. And you're like, yeah. But at the same point, you're only like, yeah, because you're excited about it. It's something you really like, something you really love. If if my favorite band said, hey, we're going to write 10 albums, like we are writing 10 albums, you're going to get 10 albums. Whether we stop playing or touring or whatever, or we break up, we're going to get back together and write an album every time. Like you're going to get these 10 albums no matter what. As shitty as that situation sounds, I'd be like, all right, cool. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Unless, of course, the band just starts to shit like, yeah. after a while. But I I feel like that's where that whole conversation has to come to. It, yes, it's dumb that people are, are telling you yeah, years the, in advance here, that this here is what are the you're going to watch. These are what you're going to watch. These are what you're going to pay for. But at the same point, when they tell you, hey, Dom... You're getting a Fantastic Four movie and Again? then a, 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 a Doctor Doom movie that's going to tie into Spider-Man in six years. Huh. Really? Yeah, see? Huh? Really? Well, that's... Well, cause see, like, that's the thing I'd want to see. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That That's what I'm saying. It's, this is the stuff that you want to see so you're okay with it. And I'm not... I'm not... I mean, I am supporting, you know, these movies and this corporation. But I'm more supporting my love for it. Yeah. You know, not letting that die out because, oh, Star Wars isn't what it used to be. It's like, no, Star Wars is everything that you thought and more. Yeah. And so. Well, I did I tell you I was re- I'm rewatching all the Star Wars? And so I'm, I just watched re- Rogue One. And I don't understand why people have a problem with that movie. It looks amazing. Like, have you watched it recently again? Yeah. God, that movie is just beautiful. Like, it's shot so well. Like, especially when they're above Scarif and just the lighting and the the effects for that movie are amazing. Yeah, see, that that's what I'm talking about is I feel, I, I feel like, especially with us, we give in to that excitement of that that childlike excitement of this is awesome like oh we're on wait we're on the planet that Darth Vader's on holy shit yeah <laughs> you know um and yeah you could tell me a million times over that these characters don't matter these characters don't matter these characters don't matter I don't so, give a shit like but you, you gave do me care something. for them at the end yeah, you're you, like you man. gave you literally gave me something where not only did I only did a show more of this world that I love, that I love, not, oh, I'm a fan, so Bob, no, I love this world. Not only did I get to see more of it, but I got to see different perspectives of it. Yeah, instead of just seeing the same old, same old. Yeah, I got to see, I got to see interactions I never thought I'd see, you know, you kind of got to see, well, I mean, technically, Force Awakens kind of changed the whole, like, oh, you know, stormtroopers and whatever. But you, you got to, you know, you got to see kind of behind enemy lines. Not just they're bad guys, but, you know, just kind of behind enemy lines. And, yeah, and by no means did I did I feel like, oh, well, you know, so-and-so is supposed to be this major character. It's like they didn't mean for them to be major characters. They're, 
their act of of sacrificing theirself is supposed to be for the bigger picture of the yeah of the um what is it called the rebels yeah the rebel alliance that's what you're supposed to get from it you're supposed to get that even that the even these small people that you don't know that they're not part of the Skywalker family. They're but not. They make a big difference. Yeah, in the grand they're scheme not of the highest ranking officials, or whatever. They're just people who believe in a cause, and even them having that little fate can mean something. Yeah, like mean something enough to where it's a big blow to the empire, and and that's when and 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 that's what I like about the movie, and that's what I like about these movies is that they keep building off this universe that I love. And one thing I love, because I, I'm going into A New Hope now, so it just, this having this whole other movie in between Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope, it gives weight, more weight to the Rebel Alliance. It gives you more like, they've been through some shit to get to this point. Like, and they, they are like, they basically are like, we, this is the last thing like of our efforts, like so many people have died to get you this information. Like we need to get there. And like, it just, add, you know what I mean? It like adds so much more weight to these characters. Like later down the line, when you see him later and it's like when, especially when you get to the return of the Jedi and you think about it, you're like, man, this is like, this has been built for years because this one movie, they add it gives so much more like character weight to, yeah. the, to them. But, but see, this wouldn't have been possible if someone decided Star Wars was good as a trilogy. Yeah. Actually, That's all you needed. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, like, just the trilogy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, they give you these franchises because that's what people want to see. They yeah. want to know more about this. And as as some people are like, oh, I don't want to see, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Ryan Johnson, or Rain Johnson. What's his name again? Ryan, Ryan Johnson. Johnson. I don't want to see his trilogy. It's going to be stupid, blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, I'm going to watch it because I want to see where they're going to take me. Yeah. I want to know what new planets there are. I want to see, or I want to see these old planets that, you know. Yeah, because who knows? Maybe he's, maybe it's set like before in the old Republic. Yeah. Because isn't that what everybody's been wanting? Yeah. And, and so I, I think that's why I'm so intrigued by it. It is that, I think what franchises that's what you get from it. You get that payoff. Um, <clears throat> you know, I, I bring it up all the time, but the Halo movie, that's something I never got. I, I wish I could have got 10 Halo movies. Mm. And people would say, that's dumb. You, you didn't even need one. True, but I love the Halo universe so much. I love the lore behind it. <clears throat> I love all of that stuff to where giving me 10 movies gets me excited, gets me happy, you know? That's all I want. I just I just want to see more of it. I want to feel, you know, like, oh, cool. I, you know, now, now I could see, oh, now they're going back to uh, Forerunner time. Oh, cool. Oh, they're going to fight the ancient humans. Like, to me, that's something I'd love to see. But yeah. I don't have it, but I do get it from other things like Marvel, like Star Wars, you know? Mm. So this, that's where I'm okay with it. Like I do understand that 
that point of view. Don't get me wrong, I understand. But I feel... <laughs> but I feel... I feel like the franchises, although they are made to make money as a fan, they're also made to make you feel like, cool. Yeah. I'm a part of this universe. I can see more of it now. And I don't know. It's people are always going to have one way or the other. And I feel, I, I honestly feel like you have to. I think if you give me something to want a franchise for, I think I'm good with that. You know what I mean? Like, <clears throat> they give you the mummy, and you're like, I don't want to. I don't want to see that dark universe. They give you like Suicide Squad, and you're like, Yeah, this movie universe sounds stupid. But then you get a, a Wonder Woman, and you're like, Okay, well maybe they know what they're doing. And then you get a Justice League, and you're like, No, it turns out that's just a that's a fluke. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I mean, think about it. Think about. Um, Guillermo del Toro. People love his work so much. They, of course, they want to see more of it. Oh yeah. And imagine if he if he did say like, "Oh, I'm working on this new, this new franchise, and I'm going to give you like, there's going to be this, but then I'm going to take you over here, but that's still going to tie into this." You're going to be like, "I I gotta see because I love everything you do." Yeah. I'm on board. <clears throat> so I don't know. It's. Yeah, it is dumb and it is shitty because it all is about making money. But as a fan, I'm excited and I love it. Oh yeah, and I can't wait. I want. I'm excited. I love it. I want some more of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I think we'll just end it here. Mm-hmm. Thank you guys so much for listening. Yes, thank you. I appreciate it. Um, we launched uh, the YouTube channel properly. We're going to be trying to put some clips up here and there. So um, if, you know, you have friends or family or if you are our friends and family, <laughs> <laughs> check it out. Um, send it to people. Uh, they're only, you know, they're going to be short clips. So you don't have to sit through an hour and a half of yeah. video to hear one podcast. You could just. You could hear a segment if you want to, you know, if you think someone would be interested, send it to them. Maybe they'll download that, you know, yeah, the, the, whole the whole episode or whatnot. Um, plus, you know, we give you cool visuals to look. So, you know, we take that, that the we take the podcast part of it and we add something where we've always been interested in, like video and whatnot. Oh, yeah. So it gives you something to not only look at, but whatever. Um, but yeah, thank you so much. And, you and just, I want a quick shout out to, uh, on Instagram, there's this guy named, I think it's movie pass or fail. Yeah. And he came up on my thing, like not a couple of days ago or something like that. And basically he does what we do just in a, a short post <laughs> yeah he watches like he'll go so his his whole thing is he he uses his movie pass to watch movies right okay. and then he reviews them but he doesn't review them on a podcast or youtube just reviews them on instagram <laughs> so he'll make a post and then he'll make two videos one before and then one after and then and then he also has a little written part right 
And it's it's really cool because a lot of the stuff so far I've seen, I've pretty been spot on, you know. So pretty much what we say. Yeah, I mean, there's 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 some things where I think he can, just like you know, because he's different. Obviously, he's gonna see a yeah. different way. But one thing that really surprised me is ex- he ex- he saw exactly what I saw in Superfly, mm-hmm. and he's like he just looks like he, not trying to be racist. But he looks like someone who wouldn't go to that movie. <laughs> and his thing is, his, his his whole tagline is, I go to the movies you don't watch and review them for you. And so far, like, everything he says that I've watched kind of been spot on. So if you guys want to check him out, he's on Instagram at, I think it's it's one word, it's uh, movie pass or fail. And, yeah, and, you know, hopefully that sways you towards a movie or not because I feel like he gives a really good assessment of what you're watching. Yeah. So check him out. So far, everything he's done is really cool. Um, And while you're there, check us out, you know, INTB underscore on on Instagram and Twitter. And And Twitter? Yeah, and Twitter. And so yeah, so that's all I need. That's all I want to say right now. But thank you guys for listening, like always. And until then, guys. Remember, it's uh, not, not that, that bad. bad.